This episode of The Legend of Retro is sponsored by Detroit Beard Collective. Dot com, where you can find beards of all shapes and sizes. You can find your collection. Nope, you can find beard supplies such as beard balms, mustache wax, beard elixirs, combs, shampoos, all the tools you need to feed your beard. Not not necessarily purchase collections of beards. Where do I get a beard though? From your own face, typically. Now, you're an unfortunate fellow who who obviously can't grow a beard too well, but if you are a person who has great facial hair, Detroit Beer Collective is the one to help you out. I'll tell you what, I may not be able to grow facial hair, but I sure as hell can appreciate it. That's right. And you know what I can do? What? Spend money. That's right. You go on DetroitBeerCollective.com. If you spend $25 or more, you can use the offer code MCGAMING and get 20% off your order. That's great. That is great. I so, can spend more money on beards that way. Right. Uh, well, what? On beard items. Thank you. That's, I'm scared now. No, don't be. That's, That's okay. So so thank you, Detroit Beer Collective, for sponsoring this episode of The Legend of Retro. Remember, everyone, use the offer code MCGAMING at checkout and receive 20% off your order of $25 or more. And get some beards. Supplies. Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is The Legend of Retro. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Legend of Retro Podcast. This is Xander. This is We again have two guests with us. Uh, We're going over... Again? Yeah, I know, I don't want them here anymore. We're going to continue going over the Uh, IGN Top 100 RPGs of all time. I say that in quotes. Still more. Who are your guests? Uh, I don't know. Are they cool? Yes. One of them is. It's not me, is it? I'm a guest. (laughs) I'm guest number one. We got Craig from Video Game Snobbery and Grim from GameZilla Podcast. Hello. What up, Joe? Welcome. Thanks for coming. I thought you were going to cycle the uh, catchphrases for a second there. Nah. I'm feeling that one. (laughs) Where he just is like, work. And I'm Jazzy, and this is just a show where we take bottles and we throw them at people, and then we think it's funny, but then later look back and we realize we're kind of jerks. That. Probably could actually be one of them. And yeah. we're twins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so boy. as I said, we are, we, leave off on? <laughs> we are continuing our list. Last we left you on uh, number 50 with Persona 5, which uh, didn't seem like it should be on the list yet of this greatest one, RPGs of all time. This next one, though. So we're going to number 49. <laughs> this next one, Speaking though. of Sir Fiddle himself, Xenoblade Chronicles. <laughs> Oh wait no, that Xenoblade Chronicles X is the one he didn't like. Yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles is Xenoblade Chronicles is actually it actually belongs on the list. Yeah. Oh okay, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't play it on the Wii. I played it on the 3DS when it came out because I had the new 3DS and I felt like I needed to have a game that played on it. And I actually really enjoyed it. I didn't uh, get around to finishing it. Like three or four other games came out and I just kind of got distracted. But the voice acting was actually solid. The gameplay mechanics were really good. I'm feeling it. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I, I started catchphrase in the game. I don't know. Yeah, there's a bunch of different things. Like, I mean, it's it's Shulk from uh, from the latest Smash Brothers game. Oh, I I know. You mean the reference. naked kid? Yeah, the naked kid. Yeah. Shulk. Which uh, you know, yeah, you're I, really into naked kids. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys not? <laughs> no. Let's move on. And this just went Xenoblade <laughs> Chronicles number, number forty-eight. Number. <laughs> I'm never invited back, am I? <laughs> uh, the music's actually really good. Um, just, just ignore no. Him. Just ignore him. <laughs> yeah, the music's uh, uh, pretty great. It's done by uh, Yasunori Mitsuda, right? Mm-hmm. 
He's yeah. also a naked kid, I believe. <laughs> it, really? <laughs> the soundtrack just got way better, right? <laughs> That's so weird. Why did the soundtrack get better? <laughs> I'm sorry, Xander. It's cool. It's cool. So long as we stay away from the Hamburglar, we'll be in good shape. What? MC Kids? Oh, right, right. Uh, so yeah, uh, that, I'm, am I the only one who really got a chance? You played a little bit of it, right? Yeah, I played it on the uh, 3DS as well. It, yeah, yeah, it's solid. I downloaded it on the Wii U because you can actually get it on the Wii U through their shop channel, mm-hmm. uh, Virtual Console, and I only played it for a little bit. And even though it's not my favorite style of like, battle system, it doesn't do it for me. I kept kind of playing it because of the plot. I thought yeah. the characters were pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know, your your uh, uh, kind of uh, slightly solemn buddy who's like fights with a shield and protects you. Uh, you know, the uh, the main girl I thought was pretty cool. I thought uh, the characters I had seen so far were really neat. I the villains, cool. the villains were uh, enough to kind of make you want to keep going. And so they go, oh, when is that guy going to get his his comeuppance? But uh, what's yeah. the what's the gameplay style like? Like, uh, it's a, it's a, it's really freeform. It actually feels a lot like Final Fantasy 15 in the sense of you're yes. like you've got the enemies out there and you're running around and attacking them as as you feel like it really. But yeah, it's a, it's a very Final Fantasy 15 kind of battle system where the you can just disengage kind and of run. RPG. It reminds me of uh, Chops. Did you ever play Guild Wars? Yeah, I played Guild Wars. It, it, it's it reminded me a lot of Guild Wars in the sense that it, it kind of felt like it was hack and slash, but still had turn based like yeah. aspect to it. It's it's definitely interesting. It feels like an MMO's like an MMORPG's combat system yep. to me. Yeah. Which is weird cuz I'm into some MMORPG's but I just it doesn't do it for me in this. I don't know. I'm I, weird. I'm right there with you. So Looks like there were six different composers who worked on the soundtrack. Oh, so it was Yasunori Mitsuda as well as some yeah. others. And they're all, well and they're all naked. Five kids. other uh, naked children. Yep. I am digging this soundtrack. <laughs> Best soundtrack. <laughs> Best. It's top 100 number soundtracks. Number 48. One. Number 48, Dragon Age Origins. So I made the um, point when we were talking about Inquisition. Mm-hmm. That Let's see where. It, if the only reason it deserves its spot is if. The original was placed higher. It is. Um, I think. I think it, this belongs pretty much right where it's at. I'm. I'm pretty happy with this. Yeah. It was. As I never got a chance to play this one, but I've uh, a friend of ours who loves uh, Mass Effect. That's his favorite game of all time. Said that this was basically Mass Effect, but in a fantasy setting. Yeah. Pretty much. So yeah. if that's if that's true, then yeah, I can I can dig dig it. Get behind it being place number forty eight. Can, can you dig it? I can dig it. Okay. But I never played it, so I don't have anything else to say about it. I haven't played it either. Yeah, I, I've never played it. Uh, I, I, but that was what I heard. It was, it was Mass Effect, but in a fantasy setting, which is really up my alley. You'd think I would play it, but, but I no. haven't. Perfect. So we can all agree on its cultural significance. Very cultural. <laughs> Number forty-seven, Shin Megami Tensei Persona Three. I've only played Persona Four. But the Persona games are pretty cool. They're a little, a little on the edgy side, a little angsty. Uh, but that's kind of the draw, you know, to them. Uh, I don't know much about three, but I can if it's if it's the same battle system and stuff. I know that's enjoyable. You know, I'm I'm sure it, it it's you know I I have faith that it you know deserves a good spot on the list. Do they all play take place in a school? Yeah, the I, to the best of my knowledge, all the Persona games is you know there's like an, another world that you can go to that has like all these monsters and stuff and demons in it. But you yourself are like a regular high school kid. Okay, you know, so you like try to like live a double life basically where you're you know trying to you know juggle schoolwork and dealing with friends and family and stuff on top of dealing with this crazy demon world don't be wrong if it was me 
my friends and stuff wouldn't be seeing me much because I had a lot on my plate. I'm fighting <laughs> demons. I don't need to be dealing with their crap. Yeah. Well. So did the, the, the Persona series emerge from Shin Megami Tensei? Or? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei was the series that spawned Persona. Okay. Which is interesting that the side story became more popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, yeah, so this is called Shin Megami Tensei Persona 3, but the Persona 5 is just Persona 5. And mm-hmm. Persona 4 is just... Persona 4. Four. Yeah, I think Persona they just removed the, the Shin Megami Tensei uh, name. I, is sh- what is Shin Megami Tensei? Is that a game? You played one of the Shin Megami Tensei. No, you're games. thinking of Teddy. Oh, was it Teddy? I yep, thought you he loved these games. Cube. I never I never tried them out. Oh, well. I always heard his recommendation. I was like, okay, that seems like some crazy Japanese thing that you are 100% <laughs> into, and I just it's not going to strike a chord with me. And maybe that's why I'm kind of into it. Uh, yeah. yeah, the Shin Megami Tensei series, I think, is similar to Persona if you remove the school life. It's oh, a lot okay. of demon world stuff that you do. I, I don't know a ton about it myself, honestly, but uh, uh, it's you know it's pretty big. I think it actually got its start on like Nintendo. It's a role playing game. Uh huh. Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, so number forty six is Grandia two. If Grandia one isn't better than Grandia two, I'm gonna be a little upset because I feel like when I tried Grandia two, the main character was on every other PlayStation RPG. PG yeah. main character. He was kind of a sullen jerk. Yeah. <laughs> I will say on the standpoint of Sega Dreamcast, I enjoyed this game because there wasn't many other options out there. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh, I really like Grandia 1. I actually just beat it for the first time uh, uh, maybe a few months back. And That's with uh, Super Tornado Punch, right? Yes, okay. yes. Uh, it, is, it is horrible voice acting. It is the worst voice acting I think <laughs> I've ever heard in a video game. It is so bad. But the story itself is pretty neat. The ending kind of falls apart a little bit, you know, which is depressing. But the the overarching story and the, the main characters are pretty cool. When I tried Grandia 2, I just was a little disappointed because Grandia 1's main character is really positive and he's upbeat. It felt like a real adventure. And with him, I felt like it was just like, uh, uh, I'm a I'm a hero, and he's kind of a jerk. Yeah. You know? The one thing that stuck out for this game when I did play it on the Dreamcast was the soundtrack, and, and it is because it's like a it was like a rock and roll soundtrack. So similar to some games that we've talked about, Xander with some some just unique soundtracks. Mm-hmm. That, that's one that stuck with me. Fair I enough. I know the first Grandia, the soundtrack was done by uh, I think it's Noriyuki Iwadare who's also the guy who did the Lunar soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Is that the same with Grandia 2? Maybe. I'm not sure, actually. Well, I'll double check. There Fair we enough. Go. There's this thing called Bing Snurch. Bing Snurch. I'm snurching all over, and it's not working. <laughs> all right. Fine. Well, try don't make the, a mess snurching. Fine. Okay. Try the Grogle. <laughs> the Grogle. <laughs> uh, we'll pass on looking. Well, actually, we'll make Xander do it on the actual internet. My phone's not cooperating. We are in the cellar. I already so zoned knows? out. What are we looking up? Never mind. Hey, I was right. Noriyuki Iwadare. <laughs> cool. uh, it's the composer for uh, the Grandia series. So oh, it was the okay. same. So it's the same guy who did the music for Lunar, which is awesome. So, yep. I mean, that's that's definitely gets a bonus. Yep. Uh, never played it. Moving on. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Number 45, Demon Souls. <sighs> Should this be on this list? No. Is that an RPG? No. You make you. I mean, you, you yeah, improve it's, your stats if, if and stuff, right? Yeah, you absolutely do. Oh, um, okay. It's it falls more on the on the action RPG side yeah, of it, but I would I would give it I would I would give it the pass to be on the RPG list. Arguably, it is an RPG. I don't know about that. Remember, I, I know, see. So I've no, I've never played Demon Souls. I've only played Dark Souls. Well, okay, that's fine. Would you put Dark Souls at forty five? I wouldn't. 
good because uh, I think we went about there's probably about 15 games that should be ahead of this. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I, mean, I disagree. I, there's, with this 100%. I've, I've, I know of a group of guys that would abs- probably put it higher than that. They just love this series of games and like have crazy parties whenever these games come out, and they just like stock up on caffeine and snacks, and they just play for like the entire weekend. I mean, you can be a horrible person and play video games. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Osama had video games with his other tapes while he was in his uh, bunker. He did Let's Plays? Yeah. I right remember. <laughs> and I don't know. On YouTube. <laughs> I don't recall if, if Dark Souls or any of the other the, in the series make it on the list. But I remember uh, a coworker of mine telling me about the game. And the first time I tried playing Dark Souls, he's like, oh, you can do you can do a whole bunch of different classes. Or you can just be naked. And, and play. <laughs> naked, you say? So, so basically, like, you didn't have a class. You didn't start with any weapons. You were just like a barbarian, basically. It's like, well, absolutely, that's the way I'm going to go and, uh, and play this game. Because if this game is all about trial and error and dying over and over again, why wouldn't I take the hardest difficulty? Makes and sense. I think that sullied the, the game for me. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's a terrible idea. Yeah. So... <laughs> I don't know uh, why you would ever put yourself in Because play. I just, I, sometimes I get determined that I'm going to do stupid stuff like that. Like when Overwatch came out, I was like, I'm only playing as Reinhardt ever. And granted, that worked out for me. <laughs> but like, for the first, what was it, a month before I strayed and played any other character? True, yeah. I just, I'll, Demon Souls, Dark Souls, Bloodborne, none of those belong on this list. Fair enough. And you love Bloodborne. I do. I love Bloodborne, but I wouldn't put it in the top 100 RPGs of all time. It just, it doesn't. Even if it has RPG aspects, again, we're talking about these, these hybrids, which are happening more and more, right? Mm-hmm. And and I just it doesn't fit into the top 100. Sorry, I know I know it's an important game in gaming history, but we call that cultural significance. Yeah, cultural yep. very very cultural. Yes. You could call it culture souls, <laughs> <laughs> demons culture, culture's culture. Yep, culture club. All right, so then we move on to number 44 where Craig is just going to go off. Xenogears. Tell us a little bit about Groff. Oh, you mean Groff, Emperor of Darkness? Yes. <laughs> no, the other Groff. Oh, I'm sorry, never mind. <laughs> yeah, I think it goes by Jeff. Actually, <laughs> yeah, the silent yeah. R. It's yeah. just one of the funny spellings. It's yeah. like G-E-O-F-F. It's pronounced Groff. Uh, Xenogears, are any of you guys familiar with it to like a large degree? Have you no, played no, it? Get no. ready to want to play this game. It's awesome. It is so cool. So in... Uh, in the regular battle modes, like when you're on foot and you're, you know, just a dude, you get like combo points. So like if you in the battle, like, you know, you you have uh, essentially it's like, you know, you'll have like five or six points. Uh, you know, triangle is like a weak hit. Square is uh, medium hit. X is heavy. And so if you, you can do like one heavy hit or like two medium hits or, you know, so you can do these combos. But essentially in the game, you start learning different like techniques that you can input. And so you need to build combo points. So like you'll you'll like run up to an enemy and just like slap him in the face a little bit and kind of back off and you've racked up like four combo points. And you do this a bunch over and over again and you get these ridiculously huge combos. It's almost like an RPG version of like Street Fighter or something. <laughs> it's cra- it's crazy. It's awesome. And when you're not being a regular dude on foot who's a martial arts master kicking butt, you're in a giant friggin' robot. I don't think I need to see anything more, <laughs> but if that didn't sell it for you, this is one of the first games where it's essentially a quest to destroy God. <laughs> you know that like era, like in PlayStation, yeah. oh, it started yeah. getting big where like it was like every other game, it's like, oh, you need to kill God. And and you know, there's always like weird, ridiculous reasons. This is one of those games where it does it, and it does it really well. It's an awesome game. Uh it's 
The only downfall I would say is that it's almost too narrative. There's too much talking. There's It grinds to a halt when they start explaining things and there's exposition. It's a good story, but it's hard to play through more than once, I feel like, because of that. It's uh, Sean and I, a buddy of ours, like picked it up and we were playing it together like late nights after we did our like D&D you know games and we had this game where we would t- like you know voice all the characters and my throat would kill me it was just <laughs> murder because I was just talking in this funny voice it was like I think it was the butler character did it for me it was this butler voice where I gave him this snooty, pretentious voice, and he <laughs> talked like this. And it was and it was just all this dialogue in that voice. And, like, finally, Sean's like, oh, this is funny. We're going to keep going, right? And I'm like, no, we're not. <laughs> it was terrible. It hurt so bad. So it's an awesome game. I, I feel like it deserves to be better on the list, but maybe not by much more. 44, I feel like, is maybe a safe spot. It has a few flaws. Yeah, they, they do mention that you have to read a lot in Xenogear. <laughs> yes, and, or talk a lot. Yeah, and they said translating the high volume of scientific and philosophical texts was so taxing that several translators quit. <laughs> I don't doubt that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not surprised in the least. It is very, very heavy. It's yeah. a very like I wouldn't say it's a very philosophical game in that it's you know beyond understanding. I mean, it's it's entry level philosophy. It's not you know that hard, but like there's just so much of it. Right. There's so many religious overtones and undertones. Like you, you essentially at one point you're realizing that you're like your character and this other character without spoiling anything. It's like eternally recurring throughout history. You keep reappearing. You know, the this male character and this female character keep getting together, and then bad things happen. And you eventually find out that they were like uh, uh, Adam and Eve. Essentially, they were like sort of the first humans, kind of. You know, so it's it's all this crazy religious overtones and stuff. And it's cool. It's it's an awesome game. But yeah, it's it's heavy and you know just just being for a long haul, guys. But you know what? Martial arts and giant robots make it worth it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So almost like if Pacific Rim were an RPG with lots of text. Yeah. All right. Yeah. See? That's I'm, I'm sold. In, I'm in. I'm sold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. I'll give you that. <laughs> Maybe without the giant monsters. So, well. No, no. Giant no, okay, monsters. Never mind. I take it back. Oh, uh, they're kaiju. <laughs> so Grim's in. I, I'm in. <laughs> I recommend it. You'd yeah. love it. I'm, uh, I, what are we doing here? I'm confused. <laughs> Uh, oh, I'm just about to talk about Game Informer's top one. No, we're not. We're not Please. there yet. Uh, <laughs> Please, no. Waltzing in at number 43. See, I, I made a music pun. Oh. Tales of Symphonia. Oh. Yeah. I don't know anything about it. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I highly recommend this game. You're skipping a beat if you enough. just talk over the I game. Oh. I barf. <laughs> Our buddy Rod. I didn't realize I'd be talking about my friend Rod in this this you know uh, podcast so much, but he bought it because it's multiplayer. It was GameCube, mm-hmm. and in all honesty, and and this is in your benefit, chaps. Uh, we we really like me and my buddies made fun of the game to Rod, mostly to kind of mess with him because he had just gotten this game to bring over so we could play. There's this character I don't remember his name. It was like Bart's or something. We kept calling him Butts, and he kept getting <laughs> mad at us because I would like say all the dialogue out loud. I'd be like, "Hey, Butts, what are you doing about that?" And he'd be like, "Dude, guys, it's not Butts. Like, come on, take this seriously." It was like, "No, Butts, get back here." But that's a deep cut joke of Final Fantasy V. It, it kind of is, yeah. Where uh, his name was Butts in the in the. Uh... Japanese version, but they call them Bart's and the Sony. Well, 
with the language, it sort of comes out as either or. Gotcha. It's it's like batsu. It's so it's like it's it's there's the R is there, but it doesn't. Right. It like if you if you don't listen to it very carefully, it becomes butts. Yeah. So, so someone was literally trying to like, hey, what's this guy's name? Batsu. He's like butts. Well, I'm not gonna ask him, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was almost like they didn't double check it. Yeah, I enjoyed this game from the multiplayer aspect, and the um, fighting mechanic was similar to, and this is strange, but it was similar to uh, Xenoblade Chronicles, where it was that it was that kind of like not true, yeah, actiony, you know, and that and at that time, that's what I was more interested in. So it allowed me to get into an RPG without having to worry about you know a true turn-based system. So, mm-hmm. and I know Chops loved it, so. It was fun. We, we, he voices his thoughts on it. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll go on to the next one, which uh, I will probably be the only one to say anything is number forty two, Vampire: The Masquerade Bloodlines. Oh, great game! Oh, you have played it? Nope. Oh, got my <laughs> hopes up, man. Oh, that was rotten. Uh, I've played it. Okay. No, I haven't. <laughs> but I know for sure that Craig's played it. I actually have played he, it. A he bit. actually. I think I forced you to play it. I. It didn't run very well on my PC. I. Uh, it was like it was a little buggy just because it was like an old version of the game. I was trying mm-hmm. to like get onto my newer computer. Uh, but it's uh, from everything I've heard, it's awesome. They recreate the Vampire: The Masquerade game line, which uh, the listeners might not know is a tabletop pen and paper RPG game system that involves you being a vampire and it's really dark and heavy because you slowly lose yourself to the beast your humanity is slowly trickling away in this game system and eventually you're a monster and you don't care about people and you go insane Mm -hmm. Uh, what i loved about this this game is that i started out by playing the the tabletop version and then it was like ah, this game. It, I think it was when uh, Media Play in Livonia was closing. Oh, Media Play! And I got oh, it for like everything for a nickel. Yeah, <laughs> so I bought this for a nickel and tried it out, knowing like my background of of the game, and it made me appreciate the tabletop version that much more. Um, the characters are all really cool, and spoiler alerts: eventually, once we uh, continue through our RPG protagonist battles, one of the characters from this game pops up in my list. Is it vampire? <laughs> he is a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just not a vampire. Just. No, so, regular vampire. Is a quick is uh, a quick aside. The uh, there's a clan of uh, vampires called Melkavians, yes. which are insane. They're like they when uh, all vampires have a flaw, depending on what vampire clan they're a part of. And Melkavians go crazy when they become a vampire. Mm-hmm. There is a mansion in this game, and is yes. it, is it involved Malkavians? Yeah. Here? So there are there's uh, there are two Malkavian girls who own a nightclub. They're like famous in the area. Um, and they send you on this quest. Like one of them is like, you have to go and you have to save. The, you have to go find out what's going on here. The other one says, no, like absolutely, you have to stay away from that. Bad things have happened. So they send you this like dark abandoned hotel where supposedly werewolves or something are are have have taken residence. And you go there, and it's just the spookiest haunted hotel you've ever been in. And I remember playing in my room. Like I'm, it was right after I finally got like a gaming quality PC. I had it hooked up to my TV. I thought it was super cool. And I was terrified of this level. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. Um, you go through and, like, there's parts where, it, like, it leads you down this one hallway. You turn around. You see something. It disappears. It was, like, so well done for just, like, a haunted, like, creep kind of place. Um, and then eventually you find out that the the two vampires that had you go there are Malkavian. And they're both one and the same. <laughs> <laughs> but you never That's see great. them together. They have two separate routes. Like, it's it's awesome. Like, they, they captured some of the, the characters so well. Um, and like Craig said, there are, there are different like traits about these different vampire clans, and so 
as you progress your armor, like you don't necessarily get like more like you get your outfit changes and depending on on your class, they get more identical. So if you play a venture, which is classically the uh, like snooty business type, like rich aristocratic kind of character, your suit gets better and better. I played as a Malkavian because I love the crazy characters. And I think the final form of your, your armor is like a pair of dirty jeans, a long white fur coat, no actual t-shirt, and a Dr. Seuss hat. <laughs> Perfect. It's That's so amazing. good. So a pimp. Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. So, so the interesting thing about this game, I haven't played it, but you mentioned you had problems playing it on your PC. Mm-hmm. One reason is is because of the 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 game is full of glitches and bugs. Yeah. Because this company, the Tro- Troika Games, Troika Games, went out of business only a couple months after Bloodlines released. Oh, that's depressing. So, oh, so they yeah, couldn't patch it. They couldn't patch it, and, and then um, and Bloodlines was the first game to use Valve's source engine outside of Valve. So they also paid. That's probably why they went bankrupt. Cause yeah. They, they paid Valve to use their source their oh, engine. Wow. Um, and then later on, uh, modders were able to manage to activate a uh, coding in the game for multiplayer mode that uh, the company had abandoned before the game release. So, oh, man. So they were able to open up multiplayer uh, action in the game. Oh, that'd be really cool. Yeah, this, like I said, the, this game holds a special spot in my heart. I don't know if it necessarily belongs at 42 um, uh, you know, uh, above all of these other great games, but it definitely deserves to be on the list. Um, if for no other reason than it just it just clicked at a time where I was I was into the the source material, um, it represented it very well. Most of the time, when you see a video game adaptation of something like D and D, there's a lot of things that you can nitpick with it. But this to me was done perfectly. Uh, the soundtrack was nothing too too great, nothing to write home to. But they did use a couple like actual live band tracks that popped in that I still to this day love and listen to. Um, and this the story like there's like so many different ways you can go through and do different things and the 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 ending that i got was just so perfectly fitting um and i it's still to this day one of my favorite endings to a video game nice i just think it's i actually appreciate this this placement of this game because it's a game i had never heard about that clearly was a giant failure and found its own second life you know um, as a cult classic classic, yeah yeah. no that is really cool i remember I, i started working at uh worst purchase back around the time this game came out and it was a big deal that you could pre-order and get a t-shirt and so there were a lot of people who were like who would go in and buy it or pre-order it or whatever um and so it had a lot of of real excitement around when it came out but then it just kind of fizzled out because obviously troika went under and but it does like i said it it, it's definitely something worth checking out if you do have the opportunity to play it with any other patches that go through with it i think it's out on steam i wouldn't doubt it i think it's out on steam and I, i i've been meaning to play it Yep, uh, I can't recommend it enough. There we go. How about that? Uh, so moving on to number forty-one, Skies of Arcadia, Sky Pirates. It was my other RPG I played on my Sega Dreamcast. <laughs> yeah, that was a Dreamcast first, and yes. then it went to GameCube. Correct. Yep. Um, Did you play it? No, I didn't. Oh, Me neither. Yeah. Skies of Arcadia, uh, fun fun game that I played on the Dreamcast and I played on the GameCube, and just like this article points out, I liked the GameCube version better because they cut down on the random encounters. I felt like in the Dreamcast, I actually eventually gave up on this game because it was just it was there was no way to avoid the random encounters, and it was so there's so much of it that I just kind of I was like I am just trying to get to point B and I can't, so you know it, it got frustrating. But overall, it, 
a fun game, flying pirate ships in the sky. You know, it, the does arc- it get better than that? Yeah, like in all honesty, I've not really than... played the game that much, but I know I really want to. Yeah, sky the... pirates. Well, what's better, uh, a, a martial arts master on the ground and a robot in the air, or flying pirate ships? Oh, don't do this robots. To me. Don't do this to me. Robots and martial artists. Sky pirates are pretty cool. Sky. Don't be wrong. <laughs> the sky, the yeah, the sky pirate. <laughs> what was that? It's an old uh, song by the animals called "Sky Pilot" that Craig hates. I oh, God, I hate oh. that song so bad. It is, it is my kryptonite. Oh, I love it. I was, I was thinking, sky pirates in flight. Woo! <laughs> Afternoon delight. That's what I was thinking. I like that song way better. Yeah. Anything else on this one? No, it's just it's cool. a solid, solid uh, place. Yeah, I remember it. it. It had a lot of uh, a lot of following, a lot of love, but I just never played it. Yeah. Hope it comes out on the uh, virtual console for the Switch when yeah. they start hopefully pumping out GameCube games. Maybe, yeah, but the PlayStation Two port was planned but never finished, so oh. GameCube uh, is the only other version we got. Mm-hmm. Number forty, Final Fantasy Nine. Everybody's played this, right? You've played? No, I no not. you've not played nine. Oh, that's right, I forgot. You not didn't play a lot of the the Final Fantasy series. The rest of us have. I know because I played it first at Craig's house and then played got to, got my own copy. We've already done an entire episode on Final Fantasy Nine. Um, it should be higher in the list. It should definitely be higher in the list. I'm glad it's higher than uh, than seven. Yeah. Did I? Uh, it's a quick and aside. Yeah. You know, for this, I did, I haven't had a chance to listen to your ff9 episode did you mention the fact that your disc was scratched and you yes. had to borrow it from me yep okay good because I, I, think- I felt so dang bad for you <laughs> i felt so bad because he wanted to get to the end and he couldn't he had to wait on me <laughs> to finish the game no i just packed up my memory card and came over to your house oh that's right yeah now i remember yeah that was i i felt pretty bad my breath of fire 4 it was scratched oh and it was okay. all messed up towards the end which is another story if, if if we well we I had a chance to tell the story in the other episode and I didn't so it's the chance is gone forever no one gets to hear the story ever <laughs> it's again. true but it's probably very similar to my Final Fantasy IX story so go back and listen to the Final Fantasy IX episode or my very first appearance on uh, the old uh, bit by eight bit show in episode forty seven I tell the same story because I think we talked about it why we do you remember that. <laughs> Why don't you? <laughs> because I don't we've done 156 <laughs> of them. Wow, that's more than BGS has done. I will, by a lot. I will forget everything we talked about tonight when I walk out that door. <laughs> if you haven't already forgotten it's it. It's true. It is true. You can I laugh will, all you want, but will, it is 100% true. I will not remember Well, that's why I'm laughing. And he won't he's, listen to it either. So. He, when, no, he, I won't. when he was co-hosting, when, he, when we were co-hosting together, the next day, when I was posting the show, I, I would listen to it, and I'd be like, man, you remember when you did this? He's like, I didn't do that. And I'm like, yes, you did. He's like, I don't, I don't remember doing that. And I'm like, are you are you messing with me? He's like, no, I legitimately don't remember doing that. I'm like, you might want to get checked, man. Uh, so there's a, there's a cool little uh, did you know section on here uh, about this game, and I want to ask you guys, since you have, have played multiple, uh, this says composer Nobu Iimatsu claims Final Fantasy IX represents his best work. Would you agree with that? It's it's very good. His soundtrack is amazing. I mean, but he always does good music, so yeah. it's hard to say. I and for those uh, for the uh, for those less familiar, Nobu or Nobu Oimatsu did the uh, soundtracks for Final Fantasy one through I believe twelve. I think twelve was the last one that he did. Uh, he I don't think he did eleven, which was the MMO. I think he he t- he maybe he, he worked he on, on it a little it. bit. Yeah, maybe it, he it wasn't with entirely it his own, but uh, yeah, he he's amazing. He's done awesome work. I. Uh, He's 
I mean, in recent years, he's not done Final Fantasy, which a part of me is upset about, but another part of me realizes he's been doing it for so dang long. Like, yeah. Yeah. give the guy a break. You know, I I, I don't know. I, I think personally I like 6 better, mm-hmm. just myself, you know, but I think 9 does have an awesome soundtrack. It has some great tracks, and yeah. I, I yeah I I would say it's close between nine and six. I I for seven they're ingrained in my head. Like that nostalgia. That that yeah I don't know why the music in that one is just stuck in me. I feel like so, it's more industrial. It though. is it's, very it's much it's more heavier, You know I don't know if it's more in line with the rest of his work. You it's know? not. It's not. It's very much an outlier. Mm-hmm. At least compared to the ones I've played. But um, I I do like nines a lot for the like the aesthetic of the game. Yeah, perfect for it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, so we'll move on to number 39. Final Fantasy nine. Uh Ogre Battle, The oh, March of the Black Queen. <laughs> Something I actually learned just earlier today. M- a lot of the Ogre Battle games have subtitles that are Queen songs. Really? Oh, really? Let know. Us Cling Together is another Ogre Battle game. Okay. March of the Black Queen, Let Us Cling Together. I feel like there might even be another. Ogre Battle 64. Yeah, their their sixty fourth song. That's what that's in reference to. I <laughs> uh, ogre battles. It's very hard for me to like like play ogre battle and recommend. I what, I, what kind of game is it besides RPG? It's like, an RPG. Is it? It's a strategy. <laughs> I hate you. It's, it's a, a strategy. strategy. It plays like it's Final Fantasy Tactics. It's like Tactics. It? Okay. No, not really. It, it's it plays like well, oh, no, hold no, on, uh, hold on. more there like are stra- there are tactics versions of ogre battle. There is a uh, there is an ogre battle tactics series like. Um, Mega Man Battle Network. Kind of, yeah. It, it's, it does? It, well, hear me out. It's. Oh, I don't know if I like this. It's a war game. I like Battle Network. I do the first one and second one. You might enjoy it. So so here's how it works. In, in typical Ogre Battle games, you get a map, and it's a war game, and each unit on the field has like their own units they command. Mm-hmm. You slowly wander around the map. You take over areas, you know, uh, uh, you know gain resources or whatever. But when you bump into another enemy or a enemy uh essentially it opens up into a battle and it's it's like two three rounds of combat and it's in it looks turn-based uh and then the the battle abruptly ends which is sort of my problem with the game series and then whoever lost that battle gets pushed back further and then you can it's because it's you know real time, so then they keep moving, and they can run away if they want, or they can go to you, and another battle pops up, and like three rounds pass, and you don't really control them; they just do their own thing. It's really weird. It's I can see the draw to it because it's like a big war game, and it's like you know involving all these kingdoms and you know going to war and crap like that. But yeah, it's it's weird. I don't know if I would put it at thirty nine, but I can I can see why somebody would. Test is screaming sound. at us or screaming at this list that Ogre Battle 64 is not on here. I don't sound like I would play this game. Fair it enough. That sound fun. I, I, I'll give it I a shot. I've never you. played it. I, I know it has it had a huge following when it came out, but it's not anything that I ever jumped into. And I always thought it played more like Final Fantasy Tactics, which I never really got into either. There, is, there are Ogre Battle Tactics games. Yes, yeah. you know, and I think that's what threw me off. Yeah, and so though those I I would recommend more mm-hmm. because I'm into those. those. Yeah, but uh, but the standard Ogre Battle games they're they're weird. I, I have a hard time recommending them. Fair enough. Grim, anything? Nope. Perfect. Moving on. 38. Fallout, the original. I never played 37. Fallout, the original. 
Uh, is, I don't have a lot to say about the Fallout series. I've only really played four. I played is, most of three, and then I got a PlayStation Four and quickly abandoned it. So here's the question: Is Fallout the original more popular because of three and four? Like, because like I, I, I'll be honest, I've never heard of Fallout until Fallout Three. Yeah, it was the same, but I also was never a huge PC gamer. Yeah, PC, oh, I played a lot of PC yeah. games though. I so heard, like, of, I mean, I heard of Fallout, and, and I mean, I'm assuming it did it did well for its time, but I don't think the widespread fame hit until Fallout when, it hit, right. when Fallout Three hit. Yeah, so like similar if, to like Final Fantasy Seven. <laughs> yeah, and Witcher Three. Yeah, so like if this game, if this list came out before Final Fantasy Three came out, do you think you would see Fallout maybe on it still? Because I, I guess it, it's like a dungeon crawler, right? Or is it more like, is it like Diablo? Uh, I, I feel like Dungeons graphically. Dungeons and Dragons rule set. Graphically, I think it looks like the original Fallout looks like Diablo, where it's sort of that like isometric sort of top-down mm-hmm. angle, and you, you do go through different, I mean, they're not dungeons, but go through dungeons, you know, and... Uh, yeah, I, I don't know enough about the first game to really be able to to say one way or the other. I, I thought four was fun. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. Yeah, I think <laughs> I mean I I think obviously it belongs on the list in, in the sense of like there wouldn't have been hype for Fallout three had the first two games not been. Yeah, this is great. the same idea as Final Fantasy original. Yeah, you know, being on the list thirty eight. I mean, as long as I, I would say Fallout three needs to be higher than this, in my yeah. opinion. I can agree. It might be. We don't know. We'll yeah. see. So, 37, Fire Emblem. Mm-hmm. It's a great game. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Good job, job. I Perfect. played this around the same time as Advance Wars, so I, I was really super happy about those games at that time. Like, that's what I wanted to play. My bread and butter were, were turn-based RPG games. Yeah. RPGs. Yep, RPG games. God. I did that just for you. You've been doing it for the, all these episodes. Yeah. yeah. And I've been biting my tongue. Guess what? Don't remember doing any of them. <laughs> <laughs> the, the interesting thing about Fire Emblem, and it's, start, it's starting to see a trend here because we have talked about the uh, another game uh, or, or higher up on the list, and that was that Nintendo had planned to end Fire Emblem series <clears throat> if, it, if this copy didn't sell 250,000 uh, copies. And it sold beyond. It did, and it did. Oh, yeah. And the only reason this game even found its way to America was because of the popularity of these characters in uh, Smash Brothers Smash Melee. Oh, yeah. yeah Mark Smash and Roy. Bro. Yeah. I remember seeing that Roy was going to be a character and thinking, holy crap, they're going to put Roy Koopa in as a playable <laughs> character? But the interesting thing that we, that we didn't read on, on the previous show was the other Fire Emblem game we were talking about, which was Awakening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sold less than two hundred fifty thousand. No, it was guys. the same problem. Nintendo said we're probably going to stop Fire Emblem yeah, games. Yeah, I don't understand why they were so adamant about not bringing this They're, to America because this game had been out for ten years. Not even bringing it to America. They keep saying that they were going to stop Fire oh, Emblem oh, yeah. games. They were going to drop. They're just going to kill the IP. And so we're seeing it here on the GBA level. It, it happened again on the 3DS level because it seems like the Fire, you know, Fire Emblem. Yes, it's not Mario. It's not Zelda. Mm-hmm. You know, but. Uh, it, it, like Nintendo seems to be very shaky on if they want to yeah, release I more know. games of this. It's of a this popular series. series. What's yeah? The the strange thing with that we just have to accept with Nintendo is if it's a popular series that people really like, they just don't want to do anything with it. I mean, I I yeah. can't agree more, and you know why. Yeah. <laughs> He's so mm-hmm. hurt. He's so hurt. And Greg, rightfully if so. You don't know. Uh, Grim is a, a really big fan of Metroid. Oh. It's my IP. It's, Do it's, you need it's a my, hug now? It's my game. <laughs> yeah, it's my game. And, and, I mean, let's be honest. I haven't gotten a game in seven years. 
because Federation Forces doesn't count. I wasn't going to say it. It doesn't. I, this I, isn't GameZilla. We're not going to push Metroid person, but the yeah, I know Federation Forces does not count. Yeah. I know enough to know that. Yeah. <laughs> so but yeah, that's no, not I, an I, RPG. I completely mm-hmm. agree. Yeah, exactly. But I completely agree with your statement. Nintendo just uh, they they like to hold on to the good stuff, I guess, and make they they're generous with Zelda. We're lucky yeah. we get those. True. <laughs> Mario, they know, is going to sell just because of the name, but for whatever reason... You have to make Poster Boy games. You have yeah, to do it. But. but for whatever reason, they know people want Metroid. They know people want Mother. They know all these other games, and they're just like, nah, no thanks. Yeah, we don't want money. We're, we, we don't need the money. We hate money. Money. Yeah, that's stupid. why we're going to stop selling the NES Classic. Yeah, we're getting off track here. Let's, yeah, let's move so on. Let's move on to number 36. I'm going to start breaking the, le- the, the Ledge of Retro rules real, real quick. Never Winter Nights. So this is the Neverwinter game that, like, you know, yeah, this is yeah, it. This, this is, is it what spawned, uh, uh, it was a huge game. Uh, I've played it a little bit. I don't know a ton. It's it's set in the city of uh, Neverwinter, which is uh, in the, I think it's the Forgotten Realms world of the D&D. The Knights of Neverwinter? There might be Knights in Neverwinter. Okay. It also becomes Knight in Neverwinter. Okay, prove but, it. But, uh... <laughs> But in any event, uh, it's it's a, a really popular setting, and I think that's what uh, aided a lot of its popularity is the fact that all those nerds love the city of Neverwinter, and they had a game where they could play around in it, and they ate it up. Fair enough. Yeah. Mo- moving on? Yes, moving please. On. Number 36, Baldur's Gate. 35. 35, whatever. I never played Baldur's Gate. Me neither. It's fun. It's Dungeons and Dragons uh, combined. It's like almost like the setup of Diablo where you kind of wander around, kill stuff, go into dungeons. But it's uh, Dungeons and Dragons. You can do all the different classes. It's uh, built the, I think it's with the advanced second edition Dungeons and Dragons rules. The advanced and, Dungeons and Dragons lead the framework, blah, 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 yep. blah, blah. Yep. Yep. Seems about right. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's, it's <laughs> certainly worth playing. There's, I think, a version on Steam. It's. I, I would recommend giving it a shot if you're interested in that style of game. The only thing that interests me about this game is they talk about vibrant colors, but then they talk about memorable characters, like hamster-loving Minsick. <laughs> and I'm not hamster-loving. I'm like, okay, well. He became really popular, and there's a, a ton of D&D lore around. I don't know enough about it because I didn't get very far in the game, but there's this like NPC who has a hamster as his like companion, yeah. and he's kind of goofy and stuff. And yeah, if yeah. you don't help him find him, then he beats you, he beats you up. Yeah, probably, probably. In this game, that's what it says. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sounds hamster's right. hiding and you uh, know where. To give you a good idea of my exam, uh, you know, time with the game Boulder's Gate, I I made a half orc barbarian, and I was like, okay, I'm pretty tough, and I, you know waltzed out of the, uh, the the first area, and I was wandering in the woods, and there's a bear. And I was like, oh, I'm going to fight a bear. That sounds fun. I'm a barbarian. I can take a bear. Bear one-shotted my butt <laughs> just right on the ground. Bear just totally smoked me, and I was just lying there in a pool of my own blood. And I was like, oh, bears are bears are strong. <laughs> I don't want to fight bears anymore. Bear one, Craig zero. Never played Baller's Game again. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so it's 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 a fun game. Give it a chance if you're interested in that style of game. There we go. Number 34, Paper Mario, The Thousand Year Door. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I only know of the game through you, Xander. I never owned it on GameCube. I. You're missing out. Yeah, yeah I, I, I never am. played it's, this game either. It's, I've heard it's awesome. I heard it's Paper Mario, but way better. Yes. 100,000% yes. It's mm-hmm. almost like it's a second Paper Mario game, right? Yep, but better. Okay. Yeah. So good. Um... We got rumors that they were potentially doing an HD remake for the Switch, oh. and then it didn't get announced. So 
I still would just love a port, you know, yeah. to, to the to the virtual console. That'd be great. But if they were, if they are actually working on something where they're going to remake this game similar to like a Wind Waker, oh man, I would be so excited. Yeah. Can you get it on the Wii U? No. No, because GameCube. Yeah, because it was, yeah. yeah, it was a GameCube. Yeah. I didn't know if it, like they released it there. Yeah, go figure. They put there was Wii no GameCube games, games released yeah. on the Wii U that's at why, all. Yeah, that's why we're excited about virtual. Console. I thought there was at least some. No, sixty nope. only stopped, remakes. Yeah, they yep. did the HD remake of like Wind Waker. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, they're dumb. I, well, hopefully they so fix that. Dumb. <laughs> hopefully they fix that Gosh. on the Switch. Yeah, this so. one, this game took everything that the original Paper Mario did and just like stepped it up and just kept yep. going with it. And it was beautiful. Yep. And Rockhawk. Like, yeah, Rockhawk is so good. It sounds like a real dirty thing. <laughs> he was just a, it, it was is. basically <laughs> Macho Man in a Birdman form. It was fantastic. Yeah, he was like a wrestler. He was like this hawk dude. Yeah, so this uh, again, uh, if you haven't played Xander, Big Mario, you look Thousand real Year rock hawk right now. Oh, dude, you better believe <laughs> if it. If you know what I mean. <laughs> so if you haven't played, oh Big wait, Mario... hold on, I gotta read this. Okay, okay. One of the notes on this is if you can, you can find a chalk outline of a murdered toad in one of the rooms in the yep. Japanese version. Oh, that's hell. <laughs> I, oh, that's, I need to import dark. a copy of this. <laughs> that's dark. <laughs> All right, so we'll move on to number 33, Dragon Quest V, Hand of the Heavenly Bride. Craig, take it away. Awesome game. Have any of you guys played Dragon Quest Nope. V? No. Yes. I like really? this art no. style because it reminds me of Dragon Ball Z. Oh, yeah. Toriyama does the art in every Dragon Ball, or Dragon Ball, <laughs> go figure. Uh, <laughs> Dragon Quest, go figure, game. Uh, if it's Dragon, Akira Toriyama's in there somewhere. He's somewhere. Blue oh, Dragon, Hydra Dragon the Bat. No. Oh. Oh. So in Dragon Quest V, I... Uh, I mean, all the staples of the the genre are there, you know, or of the Dragon Quest series. But uh, in Dragon Quest V, you start the game as a kid, and your dad's this like adventurer dude. You don't really know much about him. He's like kind of mysterious. Like he doesn't. He's like on this quest, but you don't know what he's doing. He doesn't really involve you. And the game progresses throughout your life as you go from a kid adventurer to an adult, and then you get married, and then by the end of the game, your children are in your team with you. That's cool. Awesome. It is so awesome. It's so good. You uh, There's a point in the game where you get to choose your bride. That's the hand, hence the hand of the heavenly bride. There's three. In the DS remake, there's three choices. In the Super Nintendo the version, there's two. But uh, the game alters depending on who you choose. Hmm. And uh, the... Uh, the villains in all the Dragon Quest games, you yeah, you hate. You know they they always make you mad. But in this game, they just they ramp it up. They really do some heinous stuff, and you just despise them for it. And it's yeah, it's awesome. Can't can't recommend it enough. Oh okay, <laughs> that's the title of all of these episodes. Yep. Can't recommend them enough. Uh, so thirty two is Ultima Four: Quest of the Avatar. Oh yep, know nothing about that. I don't know. I a can lot speak about the to the game's games. cultural significance. Yeah. Mm. Yes, me too. And I know Ultima is a series that people play. Number thirty-one. <laughs> Number thirty-one. Final Fantasy twelve. I. I'm surprised it, it made it this high on the list. I am. I'm surprised it's on this list at all. I am so surprised it's this high on the it list. It shouldn't be on this list. Really? I don't See, I don't know if I would go that far. I never, I never had a chance to actually sit down and play a lot of twelve. I played the demo that came with uh, Dragon Quest Eight. Um, oh, that's right! It pumped out the demo with it. That's why. Yep, uh, that's one of the reasons they, yeah. why it sold quite a bit. Was there's a new Final Fantasy? All right, and it's not online. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm ex- this game's getting a re-release next month, I believe. Yeah. Um, at the time of this recording, it'll be next month. 
Um, and I'm excited to give it a shot because I've heard nothing but good things about the story of Final Fantasy XII. I've heard the mechanics are a little bit rough to play through, so if they're going to remaster it and make it something that's a little more playable, uh, then I'm I'm behind this 100%. Yeah, that- I'm, like I said, I'm surprised that it's, it's this high in the list. I don't doubt that it belongs in the top 100 based on what I've heard about the storyline. The music that I've heard from this game from uh, the theater rhythm games for the DS are all really good. Uh, but I just don't know jack or crap about this game. Well, this was the new battle system. I, I remember when this game was, you know, coming out. I was super excited for it. Uh, I got it for Christmas, and I just I went right right away and started playing. And, and it took me about an hour to be like, yeah, I I can't put I it's, can't put time into it. The worst part about it was its greatest thing that it was saying was awesome was the ability to f- basically swap on the fly your character's role. And then immediately made me lose value of the characters because I, I want a character that's defined like I want a character's role defined by that character. I want a brute that's like Xander's favorite thing. That's the typical brute that does the, the dumb stuff, but he seems kind of goofy. It like also- like I want those defined moments because that makes me interested in the characters. At this point, then I just didn't really care because yeah. they could do whatever they want. And that was the problem was it, it allowed you to um, learn any skill set on any character. It didn't. It didn't. What was the benefit of one over the other? Right, at that point? because it, oh. it just turned into like I like the looks of this one mm-hmm. more or whatever, you know. And it, it just kind of it took away from character building where you're just like I don't care about any of them. I heard, and I don't know how true it is, but I've heard that the main character originally was never planned for the game. I heard they had uh, it was like these other cast of characters, but they wanted a young male lead. They wouldn't. They wanted. They felt like they had to pump out the game with a young male lead in order to make sure that the game would sell, and that's what they did. And so the main character I've heard suffers because of it. He doesn't really have much to add to the significance, you know. Are you talking about twelve or ten? Uh, twelve. I mean, don't be wrong. I'm not okay. a big fan of ten, but uh, uh, uh twelve. Yeah, 10, At, like Ash yeah. or whatever his name is, the main character. I heard. Yeah, I heard he originally wasn't even planned to be a character, and then <laughs> they just sort of added him in to to give it that young male lead yeah you know? he's, he doesn't there's not a lot to him yeah yeah that's well, what feels, i heard he feels shoehorned into the game that, which, and maybe which would, that's which would make sense yeah if that story's you know true absolutely i like the world the world is cool Ibilis, isn't it yeah it, it was neat to walk around in but it was just an it just it didn't sell me the, the there could the the story i think was there but i lost it with the, the gameplay that you're dealing with was the gameplay characters yeah. Because uh, I, I did like the political aspect of it, and like the there was these really cool I can't remember their name, but like the real dark forces in it were just the judges really, or something like yeah, that. They were really cool, like heavily armored dudes. Yeah, I saw pictures of them. They look all. Uh, I awesome. love that idea of like just these guys who basically look like they one don't breathe air because they'd be suffocating in these suits, and they can't see anything because there's no eye holes. But they look awesome. But they fight like jerks, and they're awesome. <laughs> Sorry, Xander, were we taking up too much time? No. Okay. Just uh, I have uh, a wife who's concerned about my whereabouts because we didn't. I didn't expect to be recording oh, quite yeah. as long as we are. <laughs> yeah. That's so fair. it's only an hour episode. I understand. What the I know, is. right? Yeah. Uh, so do we have anything else on Final Fantasy Twelve? No, not for me. Cool. All right. So we'll move on to number thirty, Pokemon Sun and Moon. Sun and Moon. Sun and Moon. Newest ones. Not new. It. Wait. Yeah. Newest. Yeah. Newest. That newest newest came out last November. Yeah. Oh, the one I don't like. Yeah. I'm surprised that Sun and Moon made the list. I have no doubts that a Pokemon game should be on here. I'm just going to say this. Now that I realize that this is the newest one, 
it doesn't belong on the list. No, not at all. I don't think so. No, I I, I feel like they did improvements here and there uh, to the game. I I appreciate that. I wasn't a big fan of all the newly unveiled Pokemon for this game. I like some of them are okay. I didn't have a problem with them. I just none of them jumped out at me. It wasn't the worst generation that we've dealt with. No, but, but I will tell you the beginning of this game. Oh no! The first the first on. three hours of this game are just a tu- giant tutorial. Yeah, yeah, it was brutal, like to the point where I stopped for a while. And, yeah, and it wasn't until Ethan actually said, "Hey, trust me. If you just power through into this point, it gets better." I didn't buy this game, and I buy every. I bought both game. versions. Oh my god! I didn't know. I didn't know this. I didn't buy this at all. Wow, I did not know this. Because I was this. not excited about it. I I died off of the last Pokemon game a little bit. It just, oh. there was, I don't know, they they took too much into the world. Like, why do we got to make it, we got to make it 3D. We got to make it look different. We got to make it, uh, and, and I just felt like I lost the battle system because also then it became super complicated. Like, I'm not shiny hunting. I'm not Eevee hunting. Like, I'm not building a perfect statted team. Well, you Ivy hunt. This, you yeah, this Ivy, one. Sorry. You Eevee train. If you didn't, if you on, didn't like that about X and Y, you would have actually liked this one because it, it it simplified a lot of it. Really? That. That's yeah. true. It did. It, that That's one of the things I kind of enjoyed, that it made it easier and more accessible for somebody like me who doesn't have a ton of time. Yeah. But go figure, I'll, almost all the other Pokemon games I've poured so much well, end game time in yeah. like building up teams fighting my friends teams we didn't do any of that no with this we one. didn't do anything yeah. with we this we just all fell off it. Yeah. yeah so I would I mean X and age? Y I would put X and Y on this list above this oh yeah, yeah absolutely I think so but is it our I age would. you think maybe it like reaching that point This is. Like, I don't think so because we've still had we've still had a huge I mean we're on 20 years of Pokemon yeah you think so, it would have ended a little sooner then? Well, maybe with the next games. We'll see. And if it if that doesn't catch us, then we'll know. Well, I mean, the right. next games oh. are going to probably be on the Switch. Yeah, which excites me. Like, That's very right. exciting. Yeah, so. It's a controversial statement. I would put, if I were to, if Pokemon had to go on at spot number 30, Ruby I would. Sapphire. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> what, do you love water <laughs> and trumpets? <laughs> no, I would put Diamond and Pearl. You know the first really? the first DS series. It's, it's controversial because apparently a lot of people hate on Diamond. I don't know like Pearl, I'm, but I loved them. I that was the, uh, the I had generation. over five hundred hours logged into my copy of Pearl. I had. I know you. Well, you also fall asleep playing Pokemon, so wow, yours doesn't true. count. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> Diamond. Like I would, I was so proud. I was like, I hit four hundred hours. Like so, what? I have like eight hundred. So and, what, loser? But then you're like, but I also fall asleep and forget to save my game every once in a while. <laughs> like, well, then, yeah, you're going to have a lot more hours. Plus or minus 700 hours. Yeah. No, it happens. We, you know, But, uh, yeah, Diamond and Pearl were the games that, uh, in at least our core group of friends, is when we started getting competitive. We started playing it and being, you know, like we learned about EV training and then, like, IV hunting. And, you know, so it was it was an awesome generation for us. But, yeah, Sun and Moon did not do it for me. Diamond Pearl was, like, my return to Pokemon. Yeah. You know, like I played in the I played the originals and in second gen and, and then I kind of fell off. And yeah. And that was my return and then black and white, which was still I still enjoyed. I loved X and Y. Alpha Sapphire, I was like, you know, I c I, I wasn't as much into that. Yeah. I even even replaying like playing through Alpha Sapphire for when we had our, yeah. our Pokemon League was a chore. It was a chore, yeah. <laughs> and then this game I bought I bought both copies. And I, I was gonna give it I was gonna give it its fair shake. I went in and I could like like I said, I stopped because I'm like, this is un this is unplayable. I'm not having fun. Why am I why yeah, am the... I doing this? 
And, you know, again, until Ethan stepped up and said, listen, I'm five hours in, and it really it really sh- shifts gears. Mm-hmm. You know, so I did put some more time into it, but I still I never finished the game. Yeah, once yeah. you get past the what feels like five hours of tutorials, yep. it gets much better. Yeah. That's true. It, but it, it, it still yeah. is not worthy of 30, no. <laughs> rank no. number 30 of all time. No, no. way. No way. So we'll move on. Uh, if you want to hear us talk more about Pokemon, we did an episode a little while ago uh, and actually gave away a copy of Pokemon Sun and Moon. It was like three hours, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, so go and check that out. Um, but we will move on now to number 29, Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. Is that an RPG? Oh, my God. I guess. What is this? But I thought it's, it's all It's supposed to be getting based. better. This, is supposed, this list is supposed to be getting better. It's getting you worse. You would think so. You capture monsters in this, right? You hunt them. I don't know if you Let's capture them. Let's not forget them. I don't know. I've previous never episodes where Lunar and Breath of Fire and all these games were yeah, that's sitting true. there, I, and we're sitting at whoa. Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate on 29. No way. No yeah. way. No. You're going to hate this next one then, too, because uh, I have nothing to say about Monster Hunter Yeah, 4. I don't have anything. I I think I played one of them because I got a demo for the PSP back when that was a thing. Well, Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate, correct me if I'm wrong, is this the Wii U version? No, this would be the, I believe this is the 3DS. I think Try was the Wii U version. Was it? Yeah, I, I think, think you're right, was. you're right. So this, okay, it's a little bit better, but still no I played way. the Wii U one, and I mean, it's not like it's a bad game, but I never once thought to myself, oh, this, this is, is an RPG. This is the 29th best <laughs> RPG of all time. 29. I never once thought it was an RPG. It's <laughs> right. like an action-adventure game. Yeah. With, oh, I don't goodness. think there's really any RPG element. It's all gear-based. That's yeah. not really RPG. Yeah. But we can't argue its cultural significance, let's be honest. Japan loves it. Yes. That's true. Yeah, they, Japan they, they, eats its poop. Yep. <laughs> so, Fact. Number 28, I don't know if you want to go grab Jade or not, Fallout New Vegas. Wait, I thought New Vegas was the one that wasn't as good. It's, it's yeah, not. It's, not. it's not. It was the half follow-up to Fallout 3. It was you like Fallout... It was. Everybody gets one. <laughs> no, oh. it was. I just oh. meant because he had a potty He mouth. broke the rules. I, I did. If everybody gets one, I'm still sitting sweet right now. You I, are. You I'm sure dropping are? one huge right around number <laughs> one or something. We'll not see. number one. There's nothing to argue with number one. Oh, okay. I haven't seen one yet. I'm I'm, I'm not cheating like the rest of you. I, I, I have already I looked through this it. beforehand, but... Uh, <sighs> this, uh, this is not at 28th. This, no, is, this not is not on the hunt. This shouldn't be on the list. No. Especially if Fallout Three doesn't make if it. If Fallout Three is not on this list, I, I I'm, I'm just going to delete these tables, episodes. Huh? They're never actually going to get released. <laughs> oh no! Nobody will ever hear my sweet voice. <laughs> I'm sorry, Craig. It's just, it's just what's going to have to happen. It's for the betterhood oh. of mankind. <laughs> You're probably right, but I'm not thrilled about it. <laughs> yeah, this so is I don't terrible. think aside from us just obviously stating our disbelief of its placement, I don't think any of us have anything to say about it. I played. I didn't even finish Fallout Three. I enjoyed playing. Like the very first time I tried playing it when it first came out, it didn't grab me. But right before I got my PS4, I got a copy of it for free for the 360, and fell into it pretty hard. And then I got my PS4 and moved on. This game wasn't even developed by Bethesda. It was no, handed it wasn't. off because they were. Yeah, it says oh, right really? here. No, it Bethesda wasn't. handed development over to Obsidian because Obsidian. it was busy with Skyrim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it shows Skyrim was pretty good. Yeah, well, a hundred percent. But but my whole thing here is like. You call it you called it uh, you know a bleeping you know just unfinished hack a job half, a half it was half it was butted. fall yeah it yeah. was fall it wasn't yeah. fallout yeah fall New Vegas <laughs> and and yet you're gonna give it a 28 spot again just referencing the the games that we've been through on previous episodes this is this is terrible this is an atrocity this is terrible this yeah. is 
I'm losing all faith. Someone should go to jail for the that. list. The list has had questionable points. I'm at this point now where I'm I'm starting to believe this list is falling apart, and IGN should burn I, the ground. I can peek on over Xander's shoulder here, and I feel like we're about to have a number a, twenty-seven oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. is Bloodborne. I'm IGN. You're dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on right now? I can't speak anything about this game except for this was the main topic for <sighs> the first episode of the BX8B Pro podcast I was on, episode number 47. Oh, wow. Oh, man. Yeah. Wait, Why are 47? you remembering this stuff? Yeah, 47. Oh, close. Yeah, I know, right? I'm impressed. I'm impressed with your knowledge of your history with well, guest stars. Well, it's one of my favorite <laughs> subjects myself. Yeah, that's true. It's a pretty great subject, um, right? But back to this horrible decision... <laughs> Is Bloodborne a role-playing game? No, I, I dark. I, if dark, if I can sit here and say Dark Souls doesn't belong here, unfortunately, Bloodborne doesn't belong here either. And it's the only game from 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 software that I care about, and it doesn't belong on this list. What kind of game would it be? It's Hack a, and slash. Man, Dark Souls action adventure strategy action. action? It's you got to plan out your move. That, yeah. I like that strategy action. Strategy action. So, yeah, exactly. It's it's unique, but action adventure would be, I would think, where it falls, with just a unique mechanic of this game is extremely difficult. No, yeah. you know, um, but to say it's the twenty seventh best RPG of all time, someone is doing something with illegal substances, and then making this list. Yep. So we'll move on to a, a more aptly placed number twenty six, Mass Effect. Yeah, I think that's a safe bet for that series. Yeah. Uh, it's this not is the a game. best of them, but it it defined a lot of the shooter role playing games yeah. of what we play now. Mm, picked up on where Fable left off with the whole choice system, yeah, and and really made you feel like you were playing a, a tabletop game, uh, giving yeah. you the wheel, the conversation wheel of how you could you could take your different conversations and everything. The Paragon and uh, Vanguard, Paragon and uh, Renegade. Renegade, Renegade. That's it. Um, yeah, this is a game that, that didn't grab me the first time I played it because you get through the, the opening mission and everything's cool and then you get to the Citadel. And unless you know what you're doing in the Citadel, you are lost in this oh, game. Oh, it's very confusing. Uh, I actually, the first time I played Mass Effect, I was just like, nope, I'm done, I can't do this. And then my uh, my friend Cody was like, would not shut up about this game and I was his favorite game <laughs> ever. Right. He owns like four four or five different copies of this game just because like he's got one that's sealed. He's got one that's sealed that has the original Do Not Street Before you know, whatever date it was that it came out, like he has every copy of this game imaginable. Uh, he came over and walked me through the Citadel, and then I was hooked. I played this game 100% to completion, uh, got all the all the DLC, got all the achievements, and did everything there was to do in this game. This game gave me my love for Toto's Hold the Line. And I know that sounds dumb, but when you're playing this game, your characters will or either it's either your characters or your enemies during battle we yell out hold the line mm-hmm. hold the line and i was playing with cody at this time and every time they'd go hold the line and his voice out love isn't always on time <laughs> <laughs> just imagining that was what obviously the next thing would do and then just that I lo- that's one of my favorite songs now in mass effect i you know was given this character you know shepherd you could do what you want with him and i thought oh, well, we should all describe our shepherds do you guys remember your shepherd no, no mine was fine. just generic honestly oh, mine was black with a lemmy mustache that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of wish I had done something like that now. But uh, uh, with Shepard, I thought, okay, you can do what you want with him. He's this you know, all-purpose kind of character. I'm going to make James Bond. I really like James Bond movies. I'm going to make James Bond. So I 
crammed everything into charisma and pistols. Because I thought, you know what? <laughs> Bond will fight with like machine guns on occasion when he's you know got a lot of enemies. But you know what? He always has a sidearm that's a pistol. It's in old movies. It's the Walther PPK. In movies I don't care as much about, it's a different gun. So I, I thought, oh, I'm going to do pistols. That's cool. And so throughout the game, I'm, you know, I feel BA. I'm awesome. I'm, you know, like killing all these enemies with a pistol. I feel so cool. Everyone loves me because I have high charisma. And uh, the, the main villain whose name escapes me at the moment. Saren. Saren. There's closure with Saren. And I thought, well, this was an awesome game. This was great. A- and then... Like Cody walked up, and he's like, "Well, well, there's Mass Effect 2. and I was like, "But, but I got to see what happens. I don't care." <laughs> and he's like, "No, no, no. There's so much more." And I was like, "Does Saren come back?" And he's like, "No, Saren's dead." I'm like, "Then why do I care?" <laughs> and he's like, "Just play it." I'm like, "All right." So I get my pistol out, and I'm like, "Cody, where?" Where do I put the stats for the pistol? And he's like, there's no pistol anymore. Why would you use that? And I was like, but I like my pistol. <laughs> and I I lost it. I couldn't fight with a pistol, and Saren was gone. I had no no other Mass Effect Mass game Effect did it dead for to me. me. It was dead to me after that. Mass Effect 1's an awesome game. I love that placement on the list. I'm okay with that. I'm not even a big shooter person, but I, I definitely enjoy that game. But, but the others... Didn't didn't mean a dang thing. Yeah, I I didn't start playing the original Mass Effect hardcore until Mass Effect Two was coming out, and then I didn't touch Mass Effect Two until Mass Effect Three came out, and I still haven't touched Mass Effect. 3. You did it in the right order. Yeah. AKA you didn't touch Mass Effect Three. <laughs> or Andromeda. <laughs> True. That's actually yeah. You've done a very good job. Yep. Uh, any other thoughts on Mass Effect? Nope. All right. So we again. I don't know if you want to grab Jade for this or not, but. Nope. Number 25, Elder Scrolls V, Skyrim. If I grab her for this, we'll never end this episode. Oh, fair enough. Good call. Uh, never played it. I Wow. I played Elder Scrolls IV, Oblivion, and I couldn't get into it, and so I've just never played this one. So I played a lot of Oblivion, but, but Skyrim, there was so much hype about Skyrim. I remember when it came out, we, we were we were most of us were working at Worst Purchase, and we took, I think, three days off of work so launch day throughout the rest of the week thank god i'm and, not the only one who took days off yeah. for video game releases <laughs> and, and the yeah and the so that way it gave us that week and then i plus did that the for week, destiny plus the i took weekend. a week off for guitar hero 3 yeah. <laughs> so we went to my apartment at the time we set up three tvs in my living room three xbox 360s and we wow. all sat and launched the game at the same time like it was a multiplayer game or something, and we just played. And then you all raced to create your character first. Pretty much, yeah, right. <laughs> so that, yeah, we made that rule that if you made your character first, then you just you waited to kind of start, and then we all started, and we played like that for the for like days. I mean, Skyrim has a very special, you know, it is a very special game. I think twenty five is a fair spot. I don't, I don't like when people give it this like oh yeah it's top five i i, I don't think that mm-hmm. but it is it is a very good game it's i think it's bethesda's best you know best game that they've done and you know taking taking oblivion and and, and what they did with the, this next part of it on top of morrowind on top of all these other games that they've done it it, it continuously has gotten better and skyrim was just that epic launch to the point where we're seeing it being remade or not remade but re-released on the switch so with that in mind let me ask you this having never played skyrim and having finished and put over 130 hours into breath of the wild how disappointed am i going to be 
I don't think you'll be disappointed with this game. It's a different I'm kind of it's, game. It's a different. I know, it's, but it's I'm, very I'm just different. If going from an open world game where I can climb anything and do all these. You crazy can pretty things. much do that in this game. No, I mean, yeah, glitching. Maybe a little wise, less climbing. Uh, a little less climbing, <laughs> yeah. but like more glitching. But I would say <laughs> I definitely want to give it a shot. A, you can yeah. ride a horse up a mountain. Yeah. Well, you're and then not the wrong. horse also <laughs> can you can see straight through it. Yeah, it's, it's and it would be standing like this. Yeah. Horizontally on the side of a mountain vertically. But um. I mean, the big thing is you're playing a, what, six-year-old game? Came out in 2011, yeah. Yeah, six, year, six years. So on the Switch, I think it's going to be I, – I have no intention of playing it on the Switch. I've put, so, I've put hundreds of hours into this game, and I don't think I can start over and do it again. But I think for someone that's never played it, it you know, you, play, you said you played Oblivion, you couldn't get into it. I, I got into Skyrim easier than I did Oblivion. For me, Skyrim is very special because, like, when I got the game, it was sort of on a whim. It was just like, you know, Buddy had played it, and he, he really liked it, and I watched him play it, and I was like, oh, this seems kind of fun. But I, you know, open up the character creation thing, and I'm like, well, I don't know what to do. Like, I have no idea. And so I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there, and I don't really know what to do. And so I made one of my D&D NPCs as a character, and I thought, well, this will be kind of fun. I'll play as that character. So I made, like, uh, I don't think it was necessarily the first, but I made uh, Neko Haviland. Ah, good old Paladin Lion. He fights with two swords. It doesn't match the Wood Elf, but you know what? It's a character I made in D&D, and it, it became more fun because it felt like it was that character getting to interact with this world. And so what I propose to you, Xander, is that if you get Skyrim, you can make either Thunder or Duke Lion you can right. make all these different characters. These are all made. my D&D characters. You can make all these characters <laughs> in Skyrim, and they're a pretty reasonable facsimile. They won't be a, as powerful off the bat, of course, but you can put so many different points and all these different stats, and you build them what the way you would want to build them as your character would. I, th- I think you would appreciate something like that. And you can make your character a cat man, right? Yes. Yep. Is there Could a water you... monster? <laughs> uh, no. Okay. Unless you count the lizard people. The water monster was right, cat man. They are among us. <laughs> I hate to quote a Bible, but I don't know what you're talking about. It's, it's an old cartoon. <laughs> All reference. I can say is I played this game when I was in college. Yeah, uh, I was an RA at Central Michigan, and I was I was there during like Christmas break, doing one of my rounds mm-hmm. where you had to stay like a week, and you rotated between people of RAs because there's international students that stay there because they don't go home for Christmas. Yeah, um, and I remember it was just covered in snow outside. Another RA friend of mine was on the floor below me on duty. We, I literally dragged my television into his living room, and we played for a whole day straight. Wow. We went on, We would leave to go <laughs> circle the building, come right back inside, and just play, keep playing the game. And we just play for hours and hours and hours on end. It That's pretty so awesome. so much fun. So, like, I love this game, like, so much just because of the fact that I got – I was able to just throw myself at it and just absorb the whole thing. Well, as the article says, you don't play Skyrim, you live it. Oh, yeah. And that's what, I, what, that's what that. I did. Yeah, it was very true. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that wraps up the uh, the next, or rather the third quarter of this Part list. Three. Part Trace. Get Bad. that PS triple. Chad Warden, dog. Which means next PS episode triple. we're coming down. Yep. We're coming down to the final. Uh, wow. Final. They better all be good or I'm going to be so mad. Well, let's hope so. <laughs> well, it gets better on this Game Informer list. Oh, no. I'll tell you that. Oh, you God. Know, I, thought you, he forgot. I thought he forgot that book at home. <laughs> yep. As you recall, yep. I well, by Where the way. Where did you get that copy? I burned ours. I have 500 <laughs> copies of these. 
Um, the number fifty was Pokemon Gold and Silver. Just want to leave you off with that taste. Okay, in your mouth. all right. That's better than uh, uh, Sun, Sun and Moon, moon. Yeah. is it? Because it is, number forty eight is Persona three. Okay. Okay. I've not played it enough to know, but I feel like that should be a little better. How do they call well, it Shin Megami Tensei Persona Three? Nope, it just says Persona uh, Three. Yeah, so lazy then, bass. so oh, then, oops, there goes mine. You, I said Lazy Bass. I said Lazy yeah, Bass. Yeah, Lazy Bass. Fish. So you guys probably may <laughs> feel sleepy fish. You may feel weird about this one. Forty-seven is the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Okay. I don't feel like it's an RPG though. That's my complaint with it. Like it's an awesome game, but it's new and it's not really an RPG. Yeah. Yeah. The, the new factor mm-hmm. makes it tough to put it in the top, you, you know, that high. True. And, yeah, it, it's a weird breed of, of Zelda. It's it's good. Well, I, Xenogears is 49, so these oh. other two games are better than Xenogears, apparently, hmm. just so you know. But uh, Demon Souls at 46, Ugh. it gets worse. Mm, I bet it does. Mass Effect 3, oh, 45. Oh, God. That's Mass the Effect one everyone game. hates because they they totally yeah, pulled the rug out because they had the to ending right. They uh, jumped the shark. It was so bad that they patched the game to change the ending. Yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> that's yeah. pretty bad. Fire Emblem Awakenings number forty four. Let's see. Anything have you played Xeno Saga? I ha- I have it. Wasn't that good? Episode one, Der Wilsermacht, which I think is German. Or it is. German? It's uh, based on uh, the. Uh, all of the games for Xenosaga are subtitled with uh, Frederick Nietzsche, uh, like sayings and oh. quotes and stuff. Number forty-one. It was basically just one long cutscene with like a little bit of fighting in between. Yeah, it was. You're right. I... It, it wasn't that great. It was it was mediocre combat, and the plot wasn't that good. Yeah, I don't get this list anymore. <laughs> uh, Neverwinter Nights number forty, Fallout thirty-nine. The original Fallout? Original Fallout. Okay. Diablo 3, number 37. 3? Diablo 3. Is, is, now, granted, I'm not a big Diablo fan. Diablo 3 is great. It's a Hold great on. game, but it not, should not be on this list. Not. Uh, go ahead and ask what you're going to ask. Is it an RPG? No, it's not. <laughs> you, know, you have stats. Uh, you can play different characters. You think I, I Diablo think 3 is RPG. It's more of an RPG than I think half the games we've already gone That's through. That's fine, but do you think – you didn't answer my question. I think it's a role-playing game, yes. yes. You, you think first I think it's and an foremost – Diablo is a role-playing game, not a dungeon crawler, not a, not a. Well, I think to be a dungeon crawler, it's gonna be a role-playing game. Kinda. I can see your point. I just feel like I don't know when I think Diablo, I don't think you taking on. So like, Gauntlet is an RPG? No, no, I no. wouldn't consider Gauntlet an RPG. What is that? Right, what is Gauntlet? A dungeon crawler. Mm, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so let's let's hear what okay. other atrocities. Uh, Fallout New Vegas is thirty six. Okay, we oh. must have missed something. I, yeah, it maybe, gets better. Maybe I should rip my eyeballs out. Final I don't know. Fantasy X, thirty five. <laughs> He's. I'm not kidding you. Final Fantasy X is number thirty. Roman numerals are tough. Are you sure? <laughs> it's an X. It's an X. Okay. Does it? I, if, English, if any of the do you ones, know what an X would looks be X. like? Because it's not a V. Just yeah, so you know, the English language it looks is like, tough. Is it Final Fantasy in front it's of that? It's like the Volkswagen <laughs> logo. Is it like right? Final Fantasy spelled like Final Fantasy F A N T A S A or T A S Y I? Listen, ten. Don't worry. That's nine. Because Final Fantasy the original is thirty three. Wow! It only beats I mean, it by that's accurate. Two that Final Fantasy original is better than ten. Well, it gets better. I'm not a fan of ten. 
Mm. I am. It better get better. Persona four. Persona four is number thirty. Okay. Persona four is is I expect it to. That's a game. Yeah. Sukaden or Sukaden, however you say it. Two. It's number twenty-nine. Okay, I've un- I understand that two is is the superior. Here's where we're gonna. Heard. Here's where it's gonna get heated because uh, I'm gonna spoil it ahead of time. Twenty-five is Kingdom Hearts two. That was like seventy-five. Yeah, on this other list wasn't it? Fifty yeah. spots. And even 50s. that we sort of debated on. Yeah. It. Here's where Craig and Xander die. Uh-huh. Don't say it. Don't. Number twenty-eight. Uh-huh. Super Mario RPG: Legend of the Seven Stars. Twenty-seven. Earthbound. I mean, they're not wrong in the place. Uh, Kingdom as Hearts far as 2 is better. better than both those games. Oh, wait. I, I wasn't considering that. Nope. Oh, wrong. Uh, correction, wrong. Correction, correction. Kingdom Hearts 2 is 86. 86, yeah. Oh, my God. Kingdom Hearts 2 is better than Super Mario RPG and Earthbound. Can nope. Stop in this saying list. that? Yeah, you want to see it? Say it again. No, yeah, don't right show there. it to we'll me. See you next time when the legend continues. But bombs have been thrown. Dragon Age Origins. Is better than Earthbound and Super Mario RPG at 26, according to this magazine. Please understand that when I don't want to flip the table, but I will. <laughs> I will. So help me, I will. It gets a lot worse. I'm sure when it does. Get 20, I'm, when I'm we the, get to 24, I'll I'm just the let CEO you know. here, and I'm about to burn this building to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. God, that's painful. Just let that sit in your stomach. I'm not gonna. I'm Why actually do we gonna let him I'm, keep bringing this book back. I don't know. I'm just gonna purge it. That's just a depressing. <laughs> yeah. Things no, are go- again. Not. Things yeah. are going well. Cry and then about we let it. chops do one thing. <laughs> Listen, I do one thing, and I do one thing bad. That's yes. do, <laughs> that's do things. Do things. <laughs> I do things bad. So we will we will hit the final uh, 24 spots on uh, the next episode or the next time we we gather when the legend continues. Thank you.